Okay, if you could just give us a level check, that would be great. You know, the, like, sorry. Um, we're all tired. We're running on fumes. No, that's yeah, I covered it. So maybe I've I've heard her voice, right? I don't know. Um, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> Got it. Figured it out. Okay. I'm Elizabeth Beisel, two-time Olympic medalist, and I'm jumping the press rope to take you inside the Athletes' Village, one of the most interesting and exclusive places at the 2020 Tokyo Olympic and Paralympic Games. We'll have unfiltered conversations with Olympic athletes from the ground about the daily experiences that make up a majority of the athlete life at the Games. After all, it isn't all nail-biting pressure and medal ceremonies. This podcast is presented by Nordatrack from iFit. You can hear us in the headphones okay? A little bit. Okay, we'll get started in three, two, one. Okay. My name is Jordan Barrett. I'm 22 years old and I will be competing in Olympic Skateboard Park. I've been competing in skateboarding for quite a long time now. I'm a two times X Games medalist and uh, Vans Park Series winner. So, um, yeah. Jordan, you mentioned park skating. What is the difference between the two skateboard events that we're watching unfold in Tokyo? Yeah, so the difference between street and park is street is more like what you would see in the streets of like, you know, kids skating or something like stairs, rails, ledges, things like that, um, just brought to, you know, like a skate park. And then park or transition is um, more like an empty swimming pool, like that type of thing, except there's a lot more to it nowadays. There's, you know, like different obstacles and features within the park, such as banks, hips, jump boxes, um, just different things like that. Each park is different um, and has different features to it. So um, that's basically the main differences. Yeah, that would transition. It's kind of the blending or rounding of vertical and horizontal surfaces. And that's how you create speed by pumping and not pushing. Could you explain that? Um, Yeah, so it's definitely like a big no to push inside of a park while skating versus like in a street, you push all the time. So, um, you know, to get speed and stuff, you pump and, um, you know, like with the, with the transition, you kind of like, you know, pump with it. I don't even know how to explain really how it works, but, um, yeah, like to learn, like kind of going back and forth on like a mini ramp or a vert ramp or something like that. And like, kind of like figuring out like how to pump. That's basically how we get speed. Okay. That sounds pretty physical. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, um, you know, it's definitely a very athletic sport. Um, it may, might not really look at it, but once you're physically doing it, it's pretty exhausting. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, it works a lot of your muscles. It look, works, you know, your legs, your back, your hips, um, things like that. And, you know, especially when you're pumping around trying to go fast and do a bunch of tricks and in a contest staying on for 45 seconds or 40 seconds or whatever it is, doing the hardest tricks you, you want to do and land and keep the speed going. It's pretty exhausting. It definitely, you know, got to train for it physically. So tell us, how do you train? Well, like a lot of the time when we train, we do a lot of like injury prevention, which is a huge thing that I personally love. Um, you know, like, I don't know, I struggled when I was younger, when I was kind of like going through my teen years and like growing and stuff like that. I, I struggled with a lot of like 
I still actually have it now, but like back pain or knee pain or things like that. And I never understood why. And as soon as I started training and like realized all I do is really skate and surf, which my body is kind of in the same positions both of those times, like my muscles were uneven and like would literally pull on my kneecap or something like that. Like, and it was really weird and I couldn't understand it. So training like that gets, you know, your, your muscles evened out and, um, you know, just physically ready and keeping you try to keep as much you can away from injury. Cause no one wants that, you know, I mean, it's I, the older I've gotten, I've kind of re- like when you're a kid, you kind of just want to like, all you want to do is skate and you have so much fun every single time, every time it's really, you know, good and fun and whatever. And I've realized, you know, over the past couple of years that now that I'm getting a little older, it's not always like that. And I, I it kind of took me a, a while to get used to that and, um, to figure out why. And, you know, it's just, you're not a little kid anymore. That's kind of what I've come up with. Um, there's definitely, you know, lots of days that I'm, I don't want to skate. I don't want to go, you know, push myself. I just, I don't feel, you know, I'm not hundred percent there whatever. I, I want to just go surf. I want to go ride my dirt bike. I want to go do whatever, you know, a normal 22 year old kid wants to do things like that. Um, but yeah, you know, it's also just the love of the sport. You got to keep pushing. You got to keep, keep it going. It might be hard at times, but you just got to keep going. Wanting something and pushing through failure is a pretty big part of skateboarding, right? I, I understand the process of learning new tricks is quite grueling. Yeah. I mean, um, learning new tricks, it could take, it could take six months. It could take a week. It could take a day. You know, it's, it's weird how that is. It's kind of just, um, you know, it's a, a big part of it is mentally um, just getting yourself over the fear of falling and slamming and things like that. And just telling yourself that you can do it and keep trying and trying again. And eventually it'll hopefully happen. You know, it's, it's definitely a very mental, mental sport. And to, you know, uh, something that I've kind of always taken with me throughout life and throughout skating is, fall down seven times and get up eight, um, you know, and, and skating, it's, that's a very physical thing. I'm just keep, keep trying and you're going to, you're going to fall. Everyone's going to fall no matter what, but it's just keep getting back up and doing it again. And then you have to link those tricks into a sequence. How do you assemble a contest run? I've been doing contests for a while, so I'm kind of just sticking with the same algorithm that I do, like going to a normal contest. It's just, this contest is, you know, a little different. It's the Olympics. So, um, but you know, I don't want to get too in my head about it. I don't want to get too, you know, caught up with how big it really is. So I'm kind of just sticking with the same strategy that I would normally do in a normal contest. Um, and for me, that's, uh, you know, like we get to see photos and we get to see, you know, like the blueprints of the park or something like that beforehand. I personally am not a big fan of like, sitting there and studying it and being like, okay, this is what I'm going to do when I'm going to get there. This will be my run, at least what I think it will be. Because every time I've tried to do that, it has failed. (laughs) Like I get there and I go to the park and it's so much different than what I thought it was, you know, from the photos. And um, so it's kind of nothing has ever really worked out like that for me. So I kind of just look at it and see, you know, what types of features that I should be working on for myself personally, um, getting, you know, practice in on those types of walls or the ramp, whatever. 
And um, once I get there, kind of roll around for a little while at the first practice or whatever and kind of see where the park takes me and um, kind of come up with a run from there. Have you seen the park course in Tokyo? Yeah, the park in Tokyo, it looks um, it looks pretty good. It looks very big, like way bigger than what we're used to competing in. Um, and I kind of like heard in, that, you know, like the Olympics, they wanted it to be, you know, like the biggest park that we would compete in. And, you know, like it's just going to be a little different. It'll be definitely, you know, like we're used to competing, like the max size wall would be maybe like 11 foot. And from the photos and what I've kind of heard of people seeing, it looks like it's quite quite a bit bigger than that, which um, I, I like bigger. So I'm excited for that. Uh, it'll be a little different, mix it up a little bit, which will be exciting. Is part of the excitement putting those puzzle pieces together, you know, of the course and your ability to make something unique? Yeah, that's definitely like a good way to put it. Like, um, yeah, just assembling a puzzle, trying to figure out which pieces go where and bringing it all together. Um, you know, this park in Japan, it looks very big in pretty much every sense, but just in like the square foot, like square, like the, sorry, just in the sense of like the square footage of the park, it looks big. Like it looks in the 40 or 45 seconds. I don't even know how much we're getting at this contest, but it looks like it's only going to be kind of like one time around or like one time of hitting a feature and that's it versus in a lot of like the other contests that we skate in, we can kind of like go back and forth and hit different things two to three times or whatever. So that'll be a big difference, I think, just to kind of figure out, okay, what's the best trick to do at this specific wall? Because I probably only get, we'll get one shot of hitting this wall. One shot at a feature. So pretty high stakes. And once you've got your run in your head, do you replay that in your mind? Yeah, that's definitely, um, visualization has definitely been a big part on helping me do well in contests. You know, it's skating for me as, is as much mental as it is physical. Um, you know, I, I do these tricks. I skate every day. I know I can do them, but if my head is just a little off or a little at a different place or whatever, I'm not feeling great that day, um, you know, like, I will probably not land my run and and I totally could, you know, I physically can, but mentally I was just a little off. And so, yeah, sitting, you know, in a quiet space right before a contest and kind of sitting there and visualizing, listening to music, getting myself excited, that type of thing really helps me. So about getting excited, I think the skateboarders have some of the coolest national uniforms. And I was kind of wondering if these were going to be the first Olympic medals one while wearing jeans. Um, so it's actually kind of dope. We're wearing, um, like, that was one thing that I was kind of worried about going into, not worried, but just, like, wondering, curious, I guess, just what we were going to wear. And it's really cool. We actually, like, a month ago all met up and did, like, the Nationals announcement, like, the U.S. team announcement. And we got to pick our outfits and, like, our contest outfits and things like that. And I, I kind of thought, like, everyone's going to look the same, whatever. Um, but like at the end of the day, when we were all like standing there, everyone looked like themselves. It was really cool to see, like, we actually have a lot of options. Um, there's kind of like these basketball shorts that I don't really think many people will wear. They're like kind of thicker and like hot. They feel, felt really hot, even though they were shorts. Um, there's a couple of different pairs of like chino pants. Um, there's a couple of different pairs of like 
jogger pants type things. Um, there's like a, a, a one piece suit thing that's like actually super dope. I don't think you could skate in it very well, but like sick to walk around in. So we've established park skateboarding is going to be physical. Making your run is this unique mental puzzle. And then skateboarding also has this individual style component in fashion and movement. Yeah, I mean, um, I think a big person, or sorry, I think a big part of anyone's life, no matter what they're doing, is expressing themselves with what they're wearing. Um, and especially in skating, I feel like that kind of like, you wear what you want to wear. Like it's, it kind of shows like you're a skater. Like, you know, you could kind of, at least I could tell like someone walking down the street's a skater by what they're wearing and just having their own personal style and their unique self. Um, it's very important to me. And so, yeah, to have like, even though we have to wear uniforms, they're still like super dope and they're super, you know, you could mix, mix and match different things. And like, it all looks like yourself. It's cool. I'm excited to wear it. Well, we are absolutely loving watching you and all the skateboarding athletes display their style and skills here in Tokyo. Best of luck heading forward. This podcast is presented by NordaTrack from iFit. Follow In the Village now on Apple Podcasts and wherever you're listening to get automatic downloads. And tune into the networks of NBC to catch every moment of the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games. 